Joining us now, he is a senior at Florida State, golfing the ball down there with them boys. John Pack joins us. John, what's going on? Nothing much. Just back in Tallahassee, back in action, practicing with the team, and I'm uh, I'm pretty happy to be back here. Yeah, what's the schedule look like? Obviously, uh, no ACC schedule. Uh, how are you guys uh, keeping busy, and uh, what does the event schedule look like? So, obviously, with the fall season getting canceled, everything's kind of individual. So, I signed up for two tournaments, one in November, and it's an East-West matchup with mid-am, senior-ams, and two college students. Awesome. And then I, I have the Palmer Cup in December. Okay. Well, you also got to play in the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, and oh, yeah. uh, what kind of ex- huh? I forgot to mention that. <laughs> That's all right. I was getting to it. Uh, what kind of an experience was that? And was that your first? Uh, was that your first U.S. Open? So yeah, that was actually my first PGA Tour event. Wow. I've never played a major. I've never played a you know any of that. So that was quite the experience. It, I mean, there's nothing quite like that. You sh- you show up to the U.S. Dam when you're a kid and you realize, wow, this is a big deal. And then as an amateur golfer, you show up to the U.S. Open and it's it's even more incredible than it's, – it's a lot more than I expected. It was pretty ridiculous. When you're walking across that practice tee that first day, John, how nervous were you and, and were you hitting balls next to anybody really big? So the first day, I don't completely remember, but <laughs> – I told my I told my caddy whenever we're practicing on the range and you ever see Tiger Woods put that bag right next to Tiger Woods. <laughs> so, I think uh on Tuesday before the tournament, he set the bag two spots away from Tiger. So, it was behind me there was Sergio, in front of me was Bryson, and then there was Tiger Woods. Wow. And uh, I was just I sh- couldn't really hit any golf balls. Were you shaking? I, I mean, really, were you shaking like a leaf, John? Really? You know, honestly, not too bad because I have seen Tiger Woods, you know, hit balls before sure. in front yeah. of me. Um, but I was shaking when I uh, I went up to Tiger and asked him a few questions. So that, that was pretty nerve-wracking. Wow. Ooh. So now inquiring minds want to know what were the questions that you asked Tiger. Was it golf course related or U.S. Open related or just playing uh, in general related? So basically I just told myself before I got there was just try to gain as much information from some mm-hmm. of these, you know, some of the best golfers in the world. So I just went up to Tiger. Obviously I introduced myself and then I said, what's some advice you can give someone like me? It's my first major, my first PGA Tour event. What's some, uh, what's some little knowledge you can give me? And, he told me to stay patient and then, um, you know, bogeys aren't going to kill you out there and just try to play your game and be very patient out there. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, well, I mean, you got seven wins in college, so, you know, you're right in there with him. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John. It's not quite the 83 PGA Tour victories, but I appreciate it. <laughs> From a college perspective, <laughs> I mean, you pretty, haven't turned pro on, yet. John. Give yourself some time. Yeah, I mean, I, you walked I guess right you're right. I guess you're right. You know, the the fact that Tiger talked to you lets me know you're, you're, you're on your way, man. So I'm looking at the – I look how you finished. I'm looking at how you finished at the U.S. Open. You, you had a T-51, I believe, and would have made $29,000, $30,000. Now, 
Everybody could use John thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong there. You're not wrong. <laughs> so I'm just thinking. Of course, you know you qualified because of you know as an amateur and 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 didn't go through qualifying like like the professionals do. So you you know, but but I'm just wondering if you thought about that thirty thousand dollars at all. You know, I 100% thought about that. If it, I mean, yeah. like you said, who doesn't want $30,000? Right. But, um, you know, I, I think the experience in itself was worth just as much, if not more. You know, you can't really put a price on experience playing a U.S. Open. So, um, mm. you yeah, know, obviously, looking at it, $30,000 in the bank account would, it would be really nice. But I think I'm really happy about playing my first major as an amateur. Yeah, and uh, so as you start looking, I mean, obviously a senior at FSU, kind of an odd year. We know that eligibility gets to carry over for another year. I mean, what's what's the plan? What's the goal? And has it changed since uh, everything's kind of been turned upside down? So, um, with the you guys know about PGA Tour U, right? A little bit, yeah. But uh, kind of give yeah, us give so, us a thirty second on that. So basically, it's like the NFL draft. The top five seniors from and it has to be a senior gets full corn ferry tour status for a year and a half and it's starting this year wow so with that starting i decided to stay in college for four years i was i was always going to stay in college for four years but this kind of solidified that and um basically i debuted as number one and then with uh, the u.s open they include collegiate events and PGA tour sanctioned events. Mm. So um, after finishing the, as the low am at the U S open, it just boosted my ranking even more. So as of right now, I'm number one. And if I stay in the top five come may, I'll have full corn fairy tour status. So that's going to be that's my goal for right now. Deal, man. So stay in that top five. Man. So when does that kick in? So that does that kick in uh, starting in June at that point, and, and do you get into the, the middle of the season, or is it uh, how's it going to work? Yeah, so you get we start in the middle of the season, but because of you getting started in the middle of the season, they added another year, so you'll have eligibility for or you'll have a status for a year and a half. Right. So, so obviously, like fantastic. Yeah. So you get right into you know as soon as that uh, as soon as that clock uh, clicks to zero, you get to get into the first events and you start the season. And obviously, the goal at that point is to get into the top twenty-five, get your PGA Tour card for the following years, uh, or just go ahead and win three events. So there's so there's definitely a schedule there that goes now. On the outside chance that you happen to slip out of the top five, does it change what you're trying to do? Do you still turn professional and take a different route? Yes, I, I think this has been my final year. I've, I've been here for four years, and I love Florida State, one of the best decisions I've made, but I think I'm ready to turn professional and you know play with the big boys. Again, we're talking with uh, Florida State uh, golfer and low am at the U.S. Open. John Pack joins us. And uh, so, John, you know, going back throughout your collegiate career, um, what do you think, and, and having that experience of the U.S. Open, playing in a PGA Tour event, what's going to be the biggest change going from collegiate golf to professional golf other than the team aspect versus the individual aspect? I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is that you are in total control of everything mm -hmm. once you turn pro. Because when I'm here, my coaches are setting everything up. 
Um, but when I turn pro, it's all going to be my decisions, my choice. I make all the shots, and I'm I'm playing all the shots as well. So I think that's the biggest difference. Um, hopefully, I find a support system when I turn pro and find someone that I can trust and people that can help me out. Because in college, I think it's pretty incredible that you can have three coaches, you know, an athletic advisor, just there's so many people that help you when you're in college. And I think, um, I think that's the biggest difference between college and professional golf. I think I've heard too um, of people graduating into the professional golfer status. Scheduling is a big, big deal. And, and I don't know how much you're concentrating on this at that point, at this point, but being young, you'll probably play everything. (laughs) I know I would, If, if I was in your shoes, I'd just go play every event I could. Yeah, for sure. Everything I can get into because, yeah. like, my brother is scheduled a wedding for next June, and I can't, you know, tell him what I'll be doing next June. You know, I could get a um, a PGA Tour start. It could be a Corn Ferry tournament. It could be an important one, but that's so far in advance. Like, I, I have no idea what my schedule is going right. to be like. So it's a, a little scary, but exciting at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you need to tell him to to look at schedules and schedule very wisely on the date that he's picking, right? <laughs> no, I told him whatever he's doing, I'll be there. That's, that's awesome. That's John. an important day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when when you start looking at these things, and and obviously, you know, it's it's nice to get that event under your belt, uh, you know, from a PGA Tour perspective, a U.S. Open perspective, and you know that gets an opportunity to see how things go. You know what we've heard. From guys, you know, we've heard from mid-am champs and USAM champs, and they go out and they get into these practice rounds and they see the detail that the PGA Tour players put in when they go through a practice round. All the different shots they're hitting, all the things that they're mapping. I mean, gosh, you you hit golf balls next to Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, you can't get any more nerdy than that when you're you're out there uh, on a driving range. (laughs) Yeah, that... No, no doubt. I, I talked to Bryson for about 15 minutes before the round nice. or before the tournament on Tuesday or Wednesday. And basically, you know, super, super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Such a nice guy. The media kind of depicts him as, you know, gets a little angry. But he was so nice to me. And he took 15 minutes of his time. And basically, with all that time, the only thing I really got out of it was to stay, find a consistent shot, but he brought some like neurology and sort I don't even know. It was some sort of science. It was pretty crazy, but it was, it was cool to see how his, you know, his thought process on the game of golf. But um, going back to your question about, you know, the amount of, you know, amount of time they take in the practice rounds. I played behind Tiger Thursday or Wednesday morning and, Basically, he wears those metal spikes, so wherever he went, we could see where he was putting around the green. Yeah. So I just kind of followed him, followed him around all day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's one way to do it. That's right. That's being a very good yeah. detective right there. I mean, he's the only one that – I mean, he played it back in 06, so I guess he's probably got a good uh, – yeah. Good idea of where they might put the pin. Yeah, yeah there was only a few of them. Speaking of which, uh, you know, how, how hard was the golf course? I mean, it, it seemed like it was hit or miss. I mean, it was a 50-50 toss-up. It looked uh, from from a TV perspective on Saturday or Sunday that Matthew Wolf and, and Deshaun Bo bombing it out there. I mean, 
Wolf got some bad lies. Bryson didn't really, and that might have made made the difference. I mean, not obviously. I mean, six shots at the end is a little bit different, but at some point you got to start taking chances. So, you know, maybe through you know through twenty seven holes in the weekend, it looked like Bryson kind of never got some bad lies, and that was a big difference. Yeah. So, honestly, well, if you look at the stats, no one was really hitting fairways. I think I finished at like forty two or 43 percent of fairways hit and i was in the top 20 wow or i was like 16 which is like ridiculous because in college i i take i put in all my stats and in college i average around 80 percent of fairways hit yeah that just shows you how ridiculously tight the fairways Mm -hmm. were and bryson and matt they just they did it right just bomb it out there and have a wedge that you can muscle out of the rough because it's better to hit a wedge out of the rough than a seven iron that you can't really get through the grass. So, yeah, and, and I heard an interview I, before the thing, and that's what he said he was going to do. I mean, DeChambeau said, that's exactly how I'm going to play this thing. I can get a wedge out of any any rough. It doesn't matter to him. And so that's what he did, and he won. I just don't know if you can do that every single week, John. I mean, do you, do you agree with that or not? I, I do agree with that because, say, instead of the rough, it was out of bounds yeah, of water, right. you know, you you can't hit out of that, but he definitely had the right gameplay at Wingfoot to just go up there and hit a driver as hard as you can. Because, like I said, no one was hitting the fairways, so might as well. If you're not going to hit the fairway, might as well be closer to the hole, right? True, very true. Well, we'll see if it. We'll see how it plays out at Augusta, uh, John. Man, I, I tell you what, we really appreciate you. Uh, you, you know, calling us and uh, and chatting with us and. Uh, sound like an awesome dude and uh other than the fact that you chose florida state because i'm a clemson guy so uh but uh oh no oh no i'll let that go and maddie's a georgia guy so he'll let that actually, go as well actually my whole family went to georgia, georgia tech, tech so and, so that's the acc connection on my end so. <laughs> we're all good we're all good but man i i wish you nothing but the best and you know what when uh, when you get out on the uh, the corn ferry and you win your first event uh, we'll be we'll be looking to call you up and get you back on the show Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I Thank really you, enjoyed that. Thanks a lot, John. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye. Thanks. That is uh, Florida State Seminole, unfortunately, and U.S. Open Loam, John Pack.